Welcome to What's Next, Cornet Global's podcast that puts members on the mic for thought-provoking, profession-shaping conversations and commentary. In this episode, you'll hear from Andrew Yu, founder of Moto Labs, and Dusty Deistemars, Senior Managing Director at Newmark Knight Frank, discuss how being a connected office is impacting corporate real estate and the workplace. Hello, and thank you uh, for joining our Cornet What's Next podcast. I'd like to thank our listeners for joining us here and thank Cornet Global for uh, having us. My name is Dusty Deistemars. Uh, I'm a Senior Managing Director at Newmark uh, Knight Frank. I am housed in the Global Technology Group, uh, the Innovation and Solutions Team, or IST, at Newmark. Happy to be here today. Um, and the topic that we're going to be talking about, we're, we're going to be demystifying the smart office. And uh, I know that's a big topic, if you will, but uh, this, this is going to echo a three-part blog series that I did a few months back here. And, and it really talks about basically a CRE guide to IoT in the workplace. Um, and there's going to be three different podcasts, and this first one is going to cover the connected office, which is basically going to, going to touch on um, how mobile apps are kind of the, the center point to this first stage into the smart office, if you will. Smart office um, is going to talk a little bit about the benefits of uh, adding IoT infrastructure, so things like furniture sensors, lighting beacons, and so on and so forth. But it's not just about tracking people, if you will. There's definitely some employee experience productivity gains in that um, segment. So uh, the third one is the intelligent office, and that's going to get more into the building automation systems, if you will. So based on the data that you're receiving uh, on the IoT infrastructure and all that good stuff, the building becomes smart. You actually give the building a brain so it's reacting based on that data. If there's nobody on the third floor of the east wing for a period of two hours or more, maybe you're adjusting the air, hand air handling units elsewhere or the set point is automatically adjusted. So we'll, we'll tackle each of these in a, in a series here, but um, this first one is gonna focus on the connected office. And um, I, I kind of always start this topic, if you will, by just kind of stepping back. There, there's been significant technological advances. Um, I, I think of when the internet um, and, and, and how that allowed us to connect with information quickly. I mean, what a, what a huge advance and, and it basically changed the game. Um, and then after accessing information, we were then connecting with each other through things like email, uh, social media followed, um, chatting applications. Um, and, and now we're able to connect with things. And, and I know that sounds kind of strange, but um, for a number of listeners who have um, Amazon Alexa in, in their house, um, I know mine is connected to some smart lighting. I've got a Nest thermostat. Um, heck, it's connected to my Domino's pizza order. I mean, there's a number of different things that I've been enjoying there. And with the addition of that technology in the home, I think for millennials especially, they're starting to expect some of those benefits in the workplace. Well, again, so the, 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 the most frequent question that I get when I start talking about all this tech, people say, where do I begin? Um, and as we focus in these three different programs, if you will, the connected office really focuses on your mobile phone being the centerpiece of this strategy. It's going to allow you to connect with the physical environment in your workplace. And so when we talk about moto, uh, mobile applications here, I almost said it, who better than to have uh, on this particular podcast than, than Andrew Yu, uh, CTO and co-founder of Moto Labs. 
Welcome, Andrew. Great. Well, thank you for having me, Dusty. It's great to have you here. Yeah, this is this is going to be fun. Um, I think for many of you, you're probably somewhat familiar with Moto Labs, but Andrew, if you don't mind, could you tell us a little bit more uh, about your particular background or where Moto came from? Yes, um, so Moto Labs got launched about eight years ago out of MIT, and if I can go back in time to about 11 years ago when the iPhone first came out, uh, I was at MIT uh, faced with this particular problem. Uh, on any of my mobile devices, including the latest iPhone, I just could not simply find information about, you know, where to go and find the professor. How do I actually get to his office? Where's the shuttle bus? Where's the dining? Uh, what's for dinner? What's for lunch? And that problem really bothered me. And so uh, we launched a project uh, to solve that problem. Uh, so about 10 years ago, uh, we actually launched a, the official MIT mobile app, uh, which you can still go out to the uh, Apple App Store and Google Play Store and download. And what you will see there is that actually it solves the problem in a single, very nicely branded app. Uh, a number of things. So it's got a maps module to help uh, find your way around the campus. By the way, there's about 150 buildings. Each of them are actually numbered. So how would you know where Building 32 is at MIT unless you've been there for many, many years? Uh, so those are the challenges we try to solve. Uh, additionally, uh, it also has information about the shuttle bus, which, by the way, is one of the most popular features. So you would see in real time where the shuttle bus is. So you don't have to go outside and wait for the bus, in, you know, especially in the middle of the winter. Uh, receiving emergency alert, which uh, from time and time again has been proven valuable, um, especially with some of the uh, unfortunate events that might happen on different uh, both college and corporate campuses. Uh, and then last but not least, uh, reporting uh, facilities issues. So there are tons of different features that actually um, we created for that app, uh, which essentially became the role model uh, for not just the universities. Um, by the way, we have about 260 universities now uh, working with us. Uh, yeah, as well as now many of the large enterprise customers, so General Electric, Ernst & Young, Capital One, to name a few, uh, have really uh, seen this vision of providing that uh, mobile application uh, for their employees and in some cases also for their visitors to help facilitate their um, you know, finding things uh, at the uh, organizations, uh, but also uh, you know, adding uh, additional integration points for things like uh, add, you know, reserving desks or reserving conference rooms. Yeah. And even seeing uh, which parking garages are currently, um, you know, open, uh, well, how many slots are currently left uh, in that particular parking garage. So lots of exciting things going on, um, and we're just scratching the surface. That's that's a great point. I, I you were taking me back to my own college days there for a second, and especially as a freshman, I, I have no idea what's happening. But uh, I was actually sitting in a headquarters yesterday. And this person is now, I think he's been promoted to basically one step under the the president of this particular global company. Now, he's not from the United States, but he's been in this building, you know, hundreds of, of times. And yet, he, he, his biggest complaint was, I never know where the meeting rooms are. So a number of our different partners who kind of solve that reservations problem only, if you will, uh, folks like Kendeco or Team, Robin Powered, um, iOffice, SpaceIQ, and others, um, they, they, they've got these functions, which, if I'm understanding correctly, could be embedded in your app, right? 
Yes, that, that's correct. And actually, uh, that's a really good point about, you know, the fact that you've got so many different systems out there, uh, whether they are mobile optimized or not, whether they have mobile apps or not. Um, and if, we can, if I can just go back to the MIT example, you know, uh, at the time, it took me eight minutes through the non-mobile optimized way to find somebody at MIT in the directory and then uh, getting the office location information going to the map uh, version of the website, and then entering that in. And then after that, again, uh, pinching and zooming, <laughs> trying to figure out where wow, I am goodness. and how do I get to the office. Eight minutes. Now, that's with the latest device at the time. This, uh, we solved that by reducing that time frame down to six seconds. Um, and so that was really the power of integration. Uh, and to your point, uh, of course, we have tons of different backend systems that we uh, we work with, uh, and many of our customers are using uh, Condeco and uh, many others that you just mentioned there. But yep. it's really about how do you make it a seamless experience uh, from single app from our perspective so that employees don't have to be told to download 8, 10, 20 different apps yeah. to do you know, three, four, oh, five, oh six, goodness. Goodness. depending on yeah. where you I, are. I could see a workplace folder with, with 20 different apps, depending on what you're doing. So, I, no, I, I would not would not be for that. Neither would um, IT really really encourage something like like, like that. No, we, we, we see a number of our, a number of our customers really um, being frustrated. You know, for years we focused on desk utilization and, and the fact that those desks, you know, people are in their desks more than maybe 50 percent of the time, um, but this, this whole meeting thing, you know, 35 to roughly 50 percent of our general workplace um, time is spent in meetings, whether that's on a conference call or, or in an actual meeting room. Well, the thing about meeting rooms, up to 40 percent of scheduled meetings are no-shows or what they call ghost meetings, and then 30 percent of, of meetings that happen are actually impromptu in nature. So. Those, those data points really collide. I mean, how many workplaces have you looked at and there's no tablet on the wall of a conference room? You have no idea if somebody, a whole team of 20 is about to walk into that room and set up shop for the next two hours, or if you can walk in there uh, and, and squat, if you will, and, and, or if somebody's going to throw you out of there in five minutes. So on a minimum, we find that uh, people are wasting 30 minutes per week. Again, that's per employee trying to find uh, a truly available meeting room. So not only does a, does a good reservation system with some sort of visual tablet display um, on the conference room walls have a tremendous impact, but as we'll talk about in the second um, podcast here, the addition of IoT uh, makes them even more accurate. Again, the, if, if you don't walk into that room right at 3 o'clock or 3.05 or, you know, by, by a certain time, uh, the sensor is not going to detect you in that room, so it, is, it will free up that room again. So somebody uh, down the hall, if they want to just do an impromptu meeting, they see a green display on the tablet, they can walk right in. So, again, these, these are just some, some little things. Uh, we've got queue management, corporate cafeteria wait lines that are also can, can be crazy. So these are all just kind of some random functions that I could see being tremendously valuable in a mobile app like, like um, yours. And, and again, we, we worked with a number of customers at this point, and I'm, I'm seeing a couple different approaches, and I guess I'd, I'd like to hear from you. Um, so I'm a large uh, enterprise user. I've got two to 3,000 people at my headquarters. 
I've got a decent IT staff, so should I try building this app on my own? You know, what 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 are what are the pros and cons here? Yeah, um, that's a great question. Uh, we we actually talked to a lot of customers, and most of them, actually a lot of them, are uh, Fortune 500 companies, but in some cases, a mid market as well. And so, uh, you know, you would uh, you would think that a very large company with uh, you know tens of billions of dollars in revenue would basically have a really decent development shop and IT shop and so on. Um, but uh, I think, and everybody uh, to to an extent has tried uh, to build something in house, or even in some cases, just uh, you know, outsourcing to a consulting shop. Uh, but I think the challenge there is that uh, most of those folks, uh, that's not their, uh, you know, main expertise. You know, so whether you're working for a manufacturing company or a financial services company, you know, their, their developers are, or should be really focused on building that uh, app for that, you know, consumer-facing app or whatever it is that is going to help their business. And that's typically the mindset. So, um, again, we have seen many of the, uh, the cases where they had built something, uh, but unfortunately, building the app and launching the app isn't the end of the story. And so what we are really finding is that there are a number of things that we need to think about. Number one, you know, how do you continue to invest in that app uh, so that you, will, you can actually add additional features without having to go back to the IT, go back to the developers, and so on. So, you know, one of our key advantages in, in the marketplace is the fact that we can actually have a non-technical staff uh, working in different locations. And so they can, even interns, for example, could basically be delegated the responsibility to maintain that particular portion of the app whether it's a location in a corporate, um, you know, a, a, look, you know um, a worldwide corporate locations where, you know, there's no way that a single person sitting in the headquarters would know uh, what's going on out in Texas or uh, in the U.K. market or whatever. Um, so the idea is that we can delegate that to a non-technical staff. And then the other aspect of it is uh, that we hear this a lot. It's very difficult to make these changes and then, you know, make it go live. Um, and again, I think those are the, uh, the aspects that makes it difficult for an internally developed app or custom developed app to be scalable. Um, and so that's actually uh, something that, uh, you know, we take pride in. Um, and of course, we have to, had to solve these problems <laughs> over the last few years uh, because of so many uh, university customers also facing the similar issues. Uh, but I'm happy to report that uh, it's been a very successful uh, endeavor in the enterprise because of the fact that we have these capabilities. Huge. No, that you just made a great point. I listen, I love my own IT department, but um sometimes just, just hearing back from them in twenty four hours is uh is is some somewhat of a miracle. And and I have seen um your uh back end of, of, of your app and I, I couldn't agree more in the sense that it, you know if a business unit is responsible, let's say, you know, you know, HR for updating Certain events. I don't know. There's going to be uh, free chair massages in the uh, in the lounge next week or whatever. I mean, they can control all of that content, and it is extremely user friendly. If you're uh, able to post a, a post on Facebook, I think you could probably configure your application at least from the from the content side, which is which is wonderful. I truly believe this. These types of things are something that, from a CRE perspective, whether you're on the facilities team or you're the senior vice president of corporate real estate, strategies like like going mobile and introducing something like this, I think, um, can allow you to contribute something to your company that is truly proactive. I, I think um, historically, our 
roles within in in-house organization are a little bit more reactive, right? We we've got to finance needs 40 more seats in Denver, or we have to dispose of the um, manufacturing operation in this part of the globe, or whatever. And that's that's great. But um, the the customers that we worked with. Um, have really brought these ideas, and, and actually, and after we've kind of fleshed out what the app should should do and 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 look like, if you will, um, it, which by the way is really a partnership between corporate real estate facilities, HR, IT, um, CRE has been able to to really bring something proactive and contribute to the overall productivity of the workplace, which is I think really what we're getting at here. De de describing that time savings that you. <laughs> MIT's campus. I mean, it, it sounds a bit petty sometimes inside the workplace, but I, I truly, these, these savings, these time savings add up quickly. Uh, in fact, I had one um, CFO say that, you know, we could, well, we could, we could do something like this, uh, or I guess the opposite is we could have HR send out a letter uh, slashing everybody's vacation time in half. <laughs> so I don't think people are going to really want to uh, do that, but um any any final thoughts on this, Andrew? I uh, yeah. really appreciate your uh, insight on Oh, that. no. Yeah, so this is actually a great conversation. You know, I, I'm sure we can go on and on for the next uh, few hours, <laughs> but uh, obviously we are almost at the end of the time. But I do want to mention a couple of things. One is, you know, from our perspective, and we're, our customers are telling us this, there's a fundamental change in how the corporate real estate is, uh, you know, rearranging their real estate, both portfolio, but also in terms of how people, uh, office spaces are laid out. So lots of open spaces, you know, the whole desk reservation, uh, so mm -hmm. people can actually, you know, reserve the desk instead of having assigned desks. And those are essentially the trend that I think is, uh, at least for the foreseeable future, uh, is going to be, uh, continue to be multiplied. And this is especially where these types of mobile apps can be not just a time-saving effort, uh, but also making that whole, uh, you know, uh, even, you know, which desk do you want to go and reserve? And, uh, yeah. you know, many of our customers are educating us as to why they need to, their users need to know where the other people are sitting today. So that uh, the person can then go and find that uh, nearby desk. So it's not about finding and reserving a desk. It's about finding and reserving a desk that is on the same floor in the same section as the colleagues that this person would be working with. Um, and uh, that's something that uh, without a great mobile app, uh, you cannot really uh, yeah. you know, uh, make, make happen uh, as uh, easily. Another really major point that is really driving uh, the uh, speci uh, specific features uh, that we are building into the product. Huge. Yeah. The, the yeah. number one complaint, people go free address and they can't find anybody. <laughs> so yes, that is uh, the hotel finding people, finding any sort of resource, um, booking a meditation room, an elliptical machine. I mean, there's there's so many things that this mobile-centric workplace can really, uh, I, I think, add so much, so much value. So um, thank you, uh, Andrew, for being our guest today, and uh, really appreciate your insight. Questions, folks, you know where to find us through the Cornet uh, member directory, and uh, thank you so much for your time today. Great. Thanks for having me. This concludes this episode of What's Next. Want to record a podcast of your own? Have an idea or point of view you'd like to share? Visit cornetglobal.org to learn more.